Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980 AM, or anywhere on the Odyssey app. 57 degrees, mostly sunny outside at 409 here on this Monday, February 26th, 2024. Um, you know, I mentioned the murder down in Georgia, this Lake and Riley murder, and uh got some text messages basically saying that uh there's murders every day in this nation. And there are. And they don't get the attention. The only reason this is getting the attention is because it's an illegal immigrant. Partially. But it's also very avoidable. This individual didn't have to. There was Listen, there are bad people out there that do bad things. And if they're citizens, if they live amongst us, if they have a mental health issue, sometimes there's very little we could do that they're here. Um, we failed our mental health system here in America when we closed down all our institutions decades ago and dumped them on the streets and let them become the law enforcement problem. And then when law enforcement is forced to deal with them, not having a specialty in that and having to learn on the fly over the past decades, um, you know, the public now wants to look at them as being the bad guys and say, oh, we need to do better out on the street instead of actually taking them off the street and putting them in institutions where they can get their help, get on medication protocols that assist them, that they can learn to live like normal, um, well-adapting citizens like you or I. But illegal aliens, criminal illegal aliens. And uh, I had this conversation with Tom Homan, the former director of ICE, because it's going to be one of his big platforms uh, if he comes back under the the next administration, um, to hunt down. These violent felons across across the nation. You are going to see if if Donald Trump gets elected a second term, you are going to see one of the most aggressive ICE operations throughout this nation. And it's not only going to be held there. And we're going to talk about this a little more later. Uh, it's also going to target police off police uh, departments that do not cooperate with ICE. We've seen time and time again cities like. Philadelphia, cities like New York, cities like Chicago, where they've mandated their police departments to not coordinate with ICE, to not cooperate with ICE, to not give them information. And you know what? That's what I'm talking about. That's what caused this murder. This murder was avoidable on about a dozen levels. The fact that this person was allowed in illegally. The fact that they were detained and we didn't have the space to detain, keep them detained, so they released them. The fact that we transported them to New York City, to where they were arrested multiple times. And because New York doesn't coordinate with ICE, there was never a detainer held, and the person was released without bail, and ICE could never pick them up. Multiple times. And then to Georgia, to where... This young girl going to nursing school, trying to make her, live her best life, trying to have the life that she's growing for herself. The preliminary autopsy is just out. Blunt force trauma to the head. God knows what else he did to her. Blunt force trauma to the head. This was avoidable on multiple levels. But yes, there are murders every day. In America, and I talk about it when we when we when we hear about these shootings, you know, you'll hear about the mass shooting if it fits an agenda. If it doesn't, it's gone. Look at the ones we've talked about over the past month; they're gone. They're out of the news. They're out of the headlines. You don't hear about them anymore. If you identify as they or them, and you're a shooter, it's it's not getting playtime after the day one. 
the Chicago, uh, the, the, the Chiefs shooting, the parade shooting, Kansas City, gone, out of the headlines. Doesn't fit the narrative. But these are avoidable. If New York City Police Department was mandated to coordinate with ICE, then this individual would have been taken off the streets on, on the first arrest. And speaking to Tom Holman, who I know very well, that's not going to be the case under the next administration. They're going to make police departments. They're going to make cities. They're going to make states. You know what? If you're a law enforcement agency and you don't cooperate with your federal partners, you will lose your federal funding. Plain as simple as that. If you have a felon that's an illegal alien in custody, you will notify ICE. That'll be the policies. That'll be the procedures. And if you don't, and if your city is run by radical Democrats like New York, Philadelphia, Chicago, Baltimore, and keep naming them, we'll pull your federal funding. You seem to find all this money for illegal aliens, right? So maybe you'll find money for your law enforcement if it gets cut off. That'll be the facts. That'll be the way it goes. Immigration and Customs Enforcement issued the following statement on Sunday that said U.S. Customs and Border Protection arrested Abara September 8th, 2022, after he unlawful entered the United States near El Paso, Texas. He was paroled and released for further processing, a Joe Biden policy. Paroled and released means immigration officials take stock, they ask questions, and they ask if they're planning for applying for asylum. They make a judgment call on whether they should keep or let them go. In f- He said, once there, an immigrant is expected to follow and obtain proper documentation through the court system. The immigration court system, that is. Instead, I said, Ibarra ended up getting arrested in New York a year later. Officer said he was driving an uninsured, unregistered car with a five-year-old and was charged with acting with a manner to injure a child. I said in a statement he was released by the NYPD before a detainer could be issued. You are innocent until proven guilty, so they released him. ICE often tries to put a detainer. That's a request for them to detain a person for 48 hours so they could pick him up for immigration violations. But local jails don't have to do it. Sometimes they don't have the space, and sometimes they don't have the personnel to work with ICE to keep it in place. And sometimes they have policies from these radical progressive city leaders, state leaders, that tell them they're not allowed to assist with ICE. You know what we're not tracking here in America? Something else that came up offline when I was talking to some people in the Homeland Security sector. Police departments around this nation do not list if someone's an illegal immigrant or not on their arrest paperwork. We have no way to track that. There is no way a major police department in this city can tell you how many illegal immigrants were arrested last month. Because they purposely don't take that information. Why? Why aren't they taking this information? Because they can't tell you answers they don't know. Because then we'd see the true crime that's been imported into this nation. 
under the Biden administration. Police departments around this nation no longer. And I've pulled up. It's called the OLBS, the online booking sheet for New York. It used to have a checkbox where it said, are you a legal citizen? Are you a legal immigrant? No longer exists. They do not track that information. And we have to ask ourselves why. Why would they purposely remove that? There's even policy saying that you're not even allowed to ask those questions in a lot of major police departments. That should scare the hell out of you. Why wouldn't they want to track basic information? Back in my days in narcotics, when I worked in organized crime, we filled out intelligence booklets on everyone we arrested for narcotics. And you were able to piece together the syndicates, the platforms, how it was getting shipped in, who was connected to who. It it was probably a 50-page book that you had to fill out for every arrest. And it was put into a data system. And you were able to put pieces together because they're drug cartels, they're drug gangs, they're drug leaders, they're, they're drug entrepreneurs, call them whatever you want to call them, but they're all connected. They work their gangs, they work their circuits, they have their distribution and their transport where it goes from state to state, and we shared that with our state and federal partners, and they'd piece it together even further and track it to where it was coming across our border, where it was, what country it was coming from. How come we're not asking basic information if you're arrested for a felon, felony in our nation? Are you an illegal immigrant? Are you here illegally? Simple enough question. They're not tracking it purposely. I'm looking at the arrest records here. It doesn't get into that. It just goes to the track. They're also holding this individual's brother who was also arrested on unrelated charges for providing a false green card to law enforcement when they were searching for his brother. This nation failed this young lady and her family. She did not have to die, and there were at least a dozen checks that could have prevented it from one of the arrests he had in New York City. Simple detainer with ICE. I mean, are you okay with him driving around without insurance, without... Where was the arrest? Uninsured, unregistered vehicle with a five-year-old recklessly? Could have easily caused a death there. We're seeing them time and time again. This young lady didn't have to die, and she's one of many. And we're purposely not tracking the immigration status of people arrested for violent felons in our nation. And that needs to stop. That needs to change because we at least need to know how do you fight something you don't know? How do you confront something? How do you battle something? How does this administration gauge that we've seen an uptick in violent crime because of what we've imported into this nation? We need to do something. They purposely don't because they don't want to. They don't want the information. Where anywhere, business, your personal life, where anywhere, don't you want more information? You always want more information. Basic information like are you here legally in this country? It used to be on the arrest reports. It's been taken off. 
Why? Because they don't want to track it. Because they don't track it purposely. So they can lie to you. So they can say, we don't know. So members of Congress can get up who wants this, wants this free-for-all at our borders to say, well, we have no evidence to show that this has been detrimental to our crime problems in America. That's why. Because they want to lie to you because they don't want the information. Not wanting the information is just as good as lying to you. And they purposefully don't track it. It's uh, 422 here at WILK. Time for traffic and weather. And thank you. This traffic update brought... This Penteladata internet traffic update is brought to you by the Farmer's Dog Fresh Human Grade Dog Food delivered straight to your door. And that pretty much describes traffic for this afternoon. If you're getting onto the Cross Valley Expressway, it's dog food. It is a mess on the Cross Valley Expressway. There was an accident near Plains DuPont that has you all backed up onto 115. If you're trying to get onto the Cross Valley Expressway 309 northbound, you're just sitting there as they clear up this pretty bad accident on 309 northbound, the Cross Valley Expressway near the mall exit. We also have reports of an accident on South Mountain Boulevard in Mountaintop and and you have construction going on on 80 westbound near the 81 junction that has uh, traffic all backed up in that area in drums and some construction going on in South Abington Township on Northern Boulevard near Shady Lane. That is all jammed up as well. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. From the WILK Traffic Center, Nikki Stone with this Penteladata Internet Traffic Update. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from the meteorologists over there at Channel 16. Today, uh, clouds giving way to sunshine this afternoon. High 52, I think. We're over 56 now, so the high is 56. I'm going to change that. Now I'm a weather person. Tonight, increasing clouds, low 37. Tuesday, clouds with showers likely in the afternoon. High near 60. Love that. Like I said, it's 56 now and sunny at 423. Here at WILK. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio. 56 degrees and sunny. Uh, I'm just watching some news alert on uh, the news channel here on the TV saying cell phone data um, is becoming an issue for Fannie Willis and Mr. Wade, Fannie Willis and Mr. Wade on their testimony. It kind of, well, I shouldn't say kind of, it does dispute their testimony, phone data. Phone data doesn't lie. And uh, he was asked point blank, Mr. Wade, the special prosecutor, was asked point blank if, if his phone records showed a different story from what he was saying, would his phone records be wrong? And he said, yes, they would be. My phone records are wrong. Um, but they have phone records from D.A. Fannie Willis and Attorney Wade, the special prosecutor, that dispute some of the courtroom testimony they gave. And it raises a lot of new questions about uh, who knew what and when, as doesn't it always. So it's going to be interesting to see when the judge uh, is supposed to be making a ruling on that, I would imagine, sometime this week. We were expecting it maybe the end of last week. It appears it didn't because this new new information uh, was brought to light. And now it's coming out uh, even more. Hmm. Interesting. A lot of text message. I appreciate your interactions. Um, Give me your your two cents. This nation didn't fail her. The Biden and Democrats failed her. 
they facilitated it, no doubt, but this nation has allowed this to happen. I know some of us voted different ways. Some of us don't want what's going on here. But like I said, and I'm going to be critical on a department, my old department, the NYPD. I mean, I, I realize they've been mandated by policy, by the mayor, that they're not allowed to cooperate with ICE. There, there's memos that strictly pro- prohibit it. Uh, you could be suspended if you do. You could be fired if you do. Could you imagine that? If an NYPD officer just wanted to do the right thing in New York and he contacted ICE on his own and said, hey, we got this guy. He was just arrested for this. He's an illegal immigrant. You know, do you have anyone in the area that can come get him before they release him? Because they're going to release him. And this has been done in the past, and people have been disciplined for it. And that officer had this person removed. We would have never known the lives saved down the road. And if they found out, they would suspend and look to terminate that officer. Because of these policies that are crippling these cities. And again, I understand it's hard here in Northeast Pennsylvania. It's a TV show to you guys. You read it in the papers. You're not feeling it. It's not affecting you. They're not cutting your services because of it. I mean, think in the cities around here. If they had to cut every department in your city 15%, including your school districts, your police, your sanitation, your water and sewer authorities, your road infrastructure. Think about it. These cities are going bankrupt. They, they talk about it openly, but they're continuing to let it happen. They're continuing their sanctuary status. And then they say, well, it's... It's these governors. It's Governor Abbott that's doing this to us. No, Governor Abbott's not inviting these people in. He's mitigating the damage. This is not a border state problem. Every state is dealing with this right now. There is not a state in this nation that's not dealing with this directly. And this young lady in Georgia is just one example that shows, like I said, about a dozen failures from our border facilities to our border itself to the fact that NGOs are transporting this individual to New York so he could commit more crimes. How did he get a vehicle? I mean, he obviously didn't have the money to insure or register it, but how is he getting a vehicle? Where's that money coming from? What's he doing? Not authorized to work. What is he doing with a vehicle to begin with? Where'd the five-year-old child come from? Whose five-year-old child is arrested, released, arrested, released? There's a a video, a a side-by-side video that's going all over the Internet showing someone in an airport getting checked by the TSA and showing people fist-bumping border agents as they walk across the border without any checks whatsoever. And it's happening for real. Um, You know, the TSA was with the Secret Service last week at the event I was at because they had to do the the, the magnetometers and the checks and everything there. They do the initial screening, and then you go through the Secret Service. 
We're failing. And think about it. Another Joe Biden term is doubling what we're seeing now. Doubling it. Because it's continuing. We're at our breaking point now. These cities are telling you they're at a breaking point. Another four years of Joe Biden doubles those numbers. Then where are we? 432 here. Four, yeah, it's 432 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's the point of the show where we're on our heroes here at home who made the ultimate sacrifice. 78 police officers made the ultimate sacrifice on this day, two of them from here in Pennsylvania. I'm going to start off with Sergeant Mark J. Basserman, Pennsylvania Department of Corrections. Sergeant Basserman succumbed to injuries sustained when he was attacked by an inmate at State Correctional Institute Somerset on February 15, 2018. The inmate was serving a life sentence for first-degree murder, attacked Sergeant Basserman as he sat in the officer's desk in a housing unit's day room. Next is Deputy Sheriff Anderson M. Lancaster, Wayne County Sheriff's Office, in 1878 was killed when he was struck by a falling tree while traveling on official business. He was uh, riding a sleigh and was approaching a farmer who was cutting down a chestnut tree. The farmer yelled out to Deputy Lancaster, but is believed he did not hear him the warning due to uh, being bundled up during the cold weather. The tree landed on his sleigh, crushing the deputy. And again, that was 1878. Uh, and I do want to give a, a shout-out to K-9 Zoltan of the Lancaster Borough Police, uh, passed yesterday after eight years in service there. And uh, I was going to talk about this next anyway, but I believe the caller has the same thing. We have uh, Joe from Plains on Detective Kyle Gilmartin. Joe. How you doing, Rob? Okay. Hey, uh, I was just uh, noticing today they're running a story on Channel 2822 about Kyle Gilmartin and the— um, progress that he's making uh and they show a picture of him standing up uh with someone who i presume is his wife right next to him and then you've got matt cartwright in the picture and my blood boils when i see that because um matt cartwright has voted to make this area as dangerous as it's ever been. He, every well, vote that he takes. Joe, Joe, I get Joe. Joe, let me. I, I I understand Matt's voting record, but let's not politicize Detective Kil, Gil Martin's recovery. I, I understand your feeling. Believe well, me, I have mixed. I have mixed. Joe, I have mixed feelings with it as well. But Matt Cartwright has invited Detective Gil Martin to the State of the Union as as his guest. Uh, Detective Gil Martin is doing very well in rehab. I, I've, I've been shared some information that so you're shows— not gonna, You're not going to let me make my point then? Uh, not if you're going to politicize the recovery of Detective well, Gil Martin it, now. If you want to talk about—if you want to talk about Congressman Matt Cartwright and his voting record, we could do that anytime you want. If you want to talk about the recovery of Detective Kyle Gil Martin, you won't. His family's going through a lot, and if you believe or don't believe with the politics of Cartwright, and I'm on the same side as you, um, here's a family that's going through a struggle, and they need all the help they can get. So I'm not going to second-guess them taking a photo with them. I'm not going to second-guess their accepting his support and his invitation to the State of the Union. I'm just not going to do it, Joe. So if you want to talk about one or the other, we can, but we're not going to mix the two. So then um, I, don't, I don't know how to, how to continue with this other than to say if I was a police officer— um, or any of the police officers in Scranton, I would turn my back on 
Matt Cartwright. Well, that's fine. That's fine, and they can do that for their policy, but that has nothing to do with Detective Kyle Gilmartin's recovery. Okay, well, that's the policy then. He's making their jobs so much more dangerous, and the lives of all all the residents in this area. Uh, Okay, Joe, and I agree with your take. Specifically, how has he made it more dangerous for law enforcement in our area? Well, he hasn't stood up for the area when it comes to illegals coming into this area or gangs. I mean, he's he's silent until somebody gets hurt. Then he wants a, a he wants to do a photo op. I mean, well, he he, do, he does vote he need... does vote with this administration almost 100 percent of the time. So yes, right, exactly. as far as illegal immigration and such like that, I do agree with you. I I don't see uh, he's brought a lot of funding to our area for first responders. And again, I don't agree with him politically at all. But he has brought a lot of funding to this area as far as first responders go. And him being there for Detective Kyle Gilmartin and his family, I applaud him for that, even though I disagree with his politics. Well, I see I see it totally uh, 100, 180 degrees uh, opposite of where you're at. I mean, that's I mean, that's your prerogative. That's your right. But I, I'm not going to tarnish know, the, the, and, and, and put any bad taint on this support. I At this, uh, you know... I, I, I'm, I, I don't care where this family gets the support from as long as they get the support. Well, I, ju- I just think that, you know, throwing money around is, is a easy way to uh, make people think you care. And it's not his money that's being thrown around, and he doesn't care. No, it, it's, it's our money. It's our tax dollars, no doubt. And right. I agree with you 100% there. And, yes, th- when they come back and they say, well, I did this for you, no, no, you you, you brought our money back to us. That's what you did. It, and. And when it comes to public safety, you know, I'm, you know how I feel on that. But I, you know, I, I hear your side of it. I hear your opinion. But I'm just not going to let those two get conflated to well, now I, with I this. With the wa- coverage. I just wanted to make the viewers aware, you know, that it's not, it's not the, um, you, you can't take away uh, a, a good feeling from that picture because there's a. a there, there's an evil backside to it. A, 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 and, and well, well, Joe, uh, I, know, I would think the, I would think Joe, I would think Joe, Joe, I would think I would think the Gilmartin family looks at that differently. And we're going to leave it there. But I appreciate your call. It's uh, 444 here at WLK. Time for traffic and weather. And thank you. Uh, it looks like they cleared up the accident on 309, the Cross Valley Expressway. Things seem to be moving smoothly in that area at the moment. Uh, 80 West still backed up because of construction near the 81 Junction in Drums. And we have some heavy traffic on Commerce Boulevard in Dixon City and Jefferson Avenue in Scranton. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570 570- 883-7269 from the WILK Traffic Center. Nikki Stone with this Pentella Data Internet Traffic Update. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, more clouds. Above average temperatures, low 38. Tomorrow, increasing clouds with showers by late afternoon. Warm high 58. Wednesday, mostly cloudy with spotty showers. Warming and turning breezy. High near 60. Thursday, leap day, a few flakes early, clearing, breezy, and turning colder, high 40. It doesn't matter because the day only exists about how many years. Uh, Friday, mostly sunny, high 51. Saturday, mix of sun and clouds, high near 50. Sunday, mostly sunny, high near 57. It's 56 degrees here at 445. Oh, let me find that now. The Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins host the Charlotte Checkers in a pair of games this weekend. First... Up is another 28-22 Fan Friday at 7.05 p.m. 
and the first 1,200 fans through the gate will receive a Sidney Crosby Pittsburgh Penguins bobblehead courtesy of PBG. Fans 21 and older can enjoy $2 drafts from 6 to 7.30 courtesy of Coors Light. And all fans can take part in a pregame autograph session with a pair of Penguin players. The teams wrap up their season series on Saturday night at 6.05 with puck drop. Tickets are available at WPSPenguins.com. Go Pens! Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. Um, let me go to the phones real quick. We have uh, L from Wayne County on Kyle Gilmartin. L? Hi, that guy stole my thunder. <laughs> what time was that I called? Like an hour ago? <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, I'm glad to see that he's well enough that he's going to be able to do that. But to go to the State of the Union, I mean, that is like. How, how are they going to make sure that he's he's okay? Well, I'm sure it's been there. cleared by his medical people. And, and listen, I, regardless of what party's in in power, what who's speaking or who's not, any American going to the State of the Union, being invited to the State of the Union, is, is an honor, regardless of of political party. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, I'd want to go under different terms too. Yeah. But again, I, I I'm not going to second I, guess. I could I could understand the other guy's opinion because. Of Cartwright. If it was somebody else, maybe we wouldn't think of it that way. But he he's just not a nice person anymore. You know, like before he got into office, I thought he was a great guy. You know, you always heard, heard good things about him. And I think it was just a sham, to be honest, because he's proved that he's shown that he's nothing like what he appeared to be. And that's like what Biden does. He appears to be this old guy that wouldn't get out of his basement. And here they were hiding the fact that his health was messed up. And they did the same thing to Fetterman. So, like, you know, it's the same old, same old over and over and over and over, you know. And everybody sees into this now. So nobody, nobody trusts these people because they're not trustworthy. So uh, I've got a question for you, though, Rob. You, you did you did you did good last week. I'll tell you. I, every time I got a chance, I had the radio on trying to listen, but I didn't get to hear all of it, which I would have loved to. But Elise was fantastic. You did a great job. And um, I've got a question for you. Now we have some U.S. citizens in our United States who are not registered, who have never registered. And my question is this, what can we do to get these people to register and then to go and vote? Because I'm talking senior citizens that have never voted their whole life, and I was shocked and stunned. So what can we do to get these people to register and then go to vote? Don't they understand how important this is? They should, and uh, that's where grassroots efforts. Uh, that's where the you know my discussions with the GOP, both national and at the Pennsylvania level, they need to get out to places like Walmart. They need to get out to places like Target, the mall, and set up tables and hand out flyers and say, "Are you registered to vote? Here's how you can register the vote. You can register to vote this way or this way or this way." There's all these ways you could do this now. They need to get out there and get on the ground. They need to go to community meetings. They need to go to everywhere they can go. And start speaking Absolutely. to the public to let them know, hey, how important it is to get your voice heard, to register to vote, and to vote in the next election. 
And that needs to happen right now because it's getting too close to primary time. So this needs to happen like yesterday. You know what I mean? And uh, we really need to do this. The Republicans need to do this and set up tables and just do it. So any Republicans out there, you need to need to start doing these important things that have gone by the wayside. Okay. They do indeed, Elle. I appreciate you called. Thanks. Have a great night. And uh, listen, I, I get the textures. I understand. I, I don't agree with Cartwright politically on pretty much anything. But most of you are just misinformed. Most of you don't understand what you're talking about. I, and I get it. I, I, I want another representative, too. But, you know, I'm getting text message. He does nothing for the police. Cartwright has undermined the police and law enforcement by voting the way he does. Yeah, that that's Ken. Um, you know, he's done... A lot of it, he's done nothing for police. And the fact that you make me defend Cartwright, Matt Cartwright, and what he's done as far as that, it kind of even infuriates me more. You know, uh, Cartwright announces $6 million for the Scranton and Luzerne County Project funding to support police and first responders. That's August 10th of 2023. November 15th of 2023, $250,000 to hire more police officers under the COPS hiring program in Dallas Township. Um, $2.5 million in federal funding for in Wilkes-Barre uh, in August 11th of 2023. Uh, $150,000 for local law enforcement in Monroe County for Northeast Pennsylvania for law enforcement. Uh, community project uh, police funding. Um, $3 million for new fire and police. Facility and music. Uh, and again, it's our tax dollars. Don't get me wrong. Um, but you can have issues with his politics. You can have issues with what he's done. Again, he votes 100% of the time with uh, the Biden administration. I get it. I get it thoroughly. Um, again, I wish we'd have decent challengers that would uh, give him a run for his money. But I do not, and I will not, tolerate a family who's going through one of the greatest crises that none of you could ever imagine to take support from anyone who reaches their hand out to support them. That's the point I'm trying to make there. That's the point I'm trying to make there. And you could look at it political, but when you're on the other end of that and your family is fighting for their lives, when your family is looking to become normal again, when you're a wife looking at your husband, praying that he returns to the husband you knew as you look at your newborn child, these are things you couldn't imagine. I've been friends with people in this situation. I've been in the homes and have taken care of people in this situation. It's not the Gil Martins in other situations in law enforcement. Someone reaches out their hand to help you, you take it. And until you're in that situation, and again, you could disagree with his politics all you want. I'm with you there. This is not one of those times. It's uh, 4.54 here at WILK. We'll be back. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. 54 degrees and partly sunny here at 4.57. Let me uh, take this call. Uh, Jim's been waiting for a while. Jim from Wilkes-Barre on the Democrats on the border. Jim, thanks for waiting. Well, yeah, not just the border, but the, the Democrats seem to have an uncanny knack to break everything they get their fingers into. I mean, cities, states, 
the border, policing, crime policy, universities, public school education. I can't think of a single thing that they haven't broken beyond repair almost. Um, I, I don't disagree with you. It's sad. It is. I mean, it, it's like they have a war on things that work. And throwing money at it, throwing more and more money out of it, it's just the just the the answer. And it's going to be interesting because we're seeing we're seeing here in Northeast Pennsylvania. It looks like a lot of school districts that were underfunded are going to get this windfall. I meant to talk about the story earlier, but got sidetracked uh, to where they're going to get millions of dollars more. That's going to be a true testing to prove that throwing more money at a failing system is not the answer. Well, I mean, you can throw a billion dollars at some of these schools for each kid in the school. But mostly all it does is it goes to the teachers for salaries, and then it gets laundered into the unions for Democrat political campaigns. There was, there's, they did a study. An outside group came into Baltimore not long ago, and they looked at everything that was going on. And as an example, one of the things they highlighted was a young black man who was about to graduate, he passed three classes in four years. He had a GPA of 0.13. He was graduating near the top half of his class. Yep, and they're one of the most highest funded per student school districts in the nation. I got about uh, 20 seconds left. Jim. Uh, well, thanks for taking my call. I, I appreciate you. And you bring up great points there. Um, you, you, the answer is not always throwing money after a failed system, out of failed system. It doesn't make it better. It just makes more people grift off it. It just makes financially viable for the people surrounding it, not the people it's actually supposed to help. It's uh, 5 o'clock here at WILK.